This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. The queen's in the front and the dom's in the back. And taking no flicks, but the whole click snap. There's a whole lot of people in the house trying to smoke with the yak in the mouth. And we back outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. Motivation. You're supposed to sing background for me. I done found me a new foundation. Yeah. I'm taking my new salvation. And I build my own foundation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby, baby. You won't break my soul. 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 And I'm telling everybody, 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 everybody. I knew you were going to sing that song. I mean, why would I not? <laughs> what other choice did you have? It's a new Beyonce revolution. <laughs> a renaissance, if you will. Oh, she will. <laughs> she will. She better. Come July 29th, she will. Howdy there. How are you? Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. Oh. That's right. Called you a ho. <laughs> I was like, ho where? <laughs> Over there. Um, how you feeling? Peppy, I guess. Would that be the word? Yes, peppy. I feel peppy. How do you feel? Peppy? Mm-hmm. Why peppy? I don't know. I woke up feeling peppy. Did you? Yeah. Your bed head says differently. <laughs> Your bald head don't say nothing. I'm completely okay with that. <laughs> that wasn't giving She's what you, silent. It wasn't giving what you thought it was. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm completely okay with that. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm good. I'm a little like my nose is burning, so I'm a little sinusy today, which is weird. But I'm alive. Just we, flush that thing out. We are living in Beyonce's world right now, so all is good. No, all is not good. As a matter of fact, <laughs> no matter of something's fact, really bad. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Supreme Court, but we'll get into that a little later. Um, anyways, get into it now. <laughs> no, we're not get into it now. We'll talk about it in a moment um, in the next segment because we today's topic kind of has something to do with a little bit of that shit. But anyways, that being said, happy last week of Pride. Yes, something we can celebrate. Yes. How are you feeling? Are you feeling prideful? Uh, I was not super feeling pride this year. No, I wasn't not feeling prideful. That's for sure. But I wasn't super feeling the gathering crowd doing stuff i wasn't feeling it Mm. i don't know why i just wasn't yeah it wasn't really my Mm -mm. my jam this year either got invited to several things and it like declined yeah just wasn't into it yeah yeah but i'm glad it's pride and i'm glad we watched some queer cinema and um looking forward to having a a Pride adjacent party? Is that what you called it? That's what I called it. <laughs> Not quite pride, pride party. Yeah. No, we're just having a, a super small gathering, just very intimate, uh, just very quiet, just mm-hmm. us like chilling, having some snacks, enjoying some peeps. That's and some drinks. And yeah, because I just, I did not, I love the gays, but I just could not, I just couldn't gay it up this year. <laughs> I just couldn't commit to the gay. Um, so I'm not going to. Um, so yeah, that'll be that. 
Um, so we have a really important relationship podcast announcement. So turn your volume up. I'll give you two seconds. One, one thousand, two, one thousand. Okay. Now scream. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just to mess with them. So we, uh, Tony and I, after... Uh, uh, we we had a business meeting. <laughs> Much deliberation. <laughs> yes. And, the board has voted. Yeah. And uh, we are uh, kind of going... We're going to change the run of the relationship podcast just a, a, a little bit. Um, for our, you know, ride or die relationship heads, y'all know that we record every single week and we give you a new episode every single week. And... After doing that for five years, Tony and I are a little exhausted um, mentally, physically, socially, spiritually, spiritually. It's just kind even of, in the feet. It's kind of exhausting. <laughs> um, and, and it's a lot. It's, it's a huge commitment for us, especially because we don't do this full time. We actually have full time careers and jobs that we actually have to do to be able to live and survive in New York City. Um and it is hard. It, it is super hard to consistently work and then create this content and do things to the point where Tony and I, as a married couple, have not really had the opportunity to like enjoy one another and do things with one another and be with one another because everything is either work or the podcast and, and anything that's in between is kind of stressful or preparation for work. Or the podcast. Or it's sleep. Or it's sleep. And and, <laughs> and it's just not as much fun as we um as we would like. So uh I, I was even thinking about like when we were in Greece, I was like stressed out making sure that all of the content that we had recorded before going to Greece was doing what it was supposed to do while we were in Greece. Like that is how chaotic and psychotic this podcast can be for us at times. So with that being said, Tony and I have decided that we are going to um, give you all two different seasons of the podcast every single year. And with that means that we are going to take breaks in between. Um, the first break is coming up now after this episode surprise <laughs> yeah surprise i know it's and brace for impact and i'm sorry that we for did those not of you give... who don't deal with change easily yeah. sorry about it <laughs> yeah i'm sorry we did not give you a little bit more warning but we just had to figure it out as as time was going on so and we tried to plan it so that you could have more warning but it just yeah, makes it, sense it, in the future it just did not happen the way that it just didn't happen that way so what we're going to do moving forward the relationship podcast is going to have two breaks um one being uh during the summer so that's july through august so july 1 through august tony and i are not coming up with any more relationship podcast content and we're going to take a break and then we will come back the first wednesday in september and give you the podcast from september through december um, and then we will take a second break and that will be a season. And then we'll take a second break through the beginning of January and February. 
and then come back and give you another season. Um, so the good news is that you will have two seasons of the Relationship Podcast this year. So this will be the end of season five. And when you hear us in September, it will be season six, um, which is exciting. So we'll have new content. We hopefully we'll have new graphics and, and, and just kind of n- some newness to bring to you all. Um, but we really, we need this, y'all. <laughs> we really, really, really need this. Um, we kind of are having a, a little bit of a, a block as it relates to content to create and, and recordings and, and, you know, Every once in a while, the podcast kind of teeters into task territory and not uh, fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're and she belongs in fun and she belongs in fun. We started this with the intention of it being fun. So in the spirit of keeping this fun, Tony and I need to take we need to take a little bit of a break and we need to live life. We need to experience things. We need to have a good time together. We need to get out and about, be up in these streets. Fill the cup and grow so we have things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And have adventures and things like that so that we have the ability to uh, come back onto these microphones and have something to talk about with y'all. Um, All and work so, and no play makes relationship a dull podcast. Yeah. So we, like I said, I know it's going to be a little bit of a challenge and, and, and a change for, again, a lot of our writer dies who have been here with us and listen every single week and have that. But um, we just, we just, we need this. Um, and so we're, we're going to take a break. So um, this is going to be our last episode of season five. Um, we, oh, this will be the last time I get to say season five. Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're gonna have to come up with something for Ooh. season six. Ooh. Um, the stress. Yeah, and I got, to, um, I got two months to figure it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we're gonna be excited to uh, bring you season six come September. I don't even. We haven't even really put a date. First Wednesday in order. September. Yeah, the first. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm board pull, meeting over. I'm pulling up a, a calendar right now. Hold. Uh, thank you all for joining us for this week's meeting. Um, the first Wednesday is going to be September seventh. Um, so the newest episode of Relationship Season Six is going to be on Wednesday, September seventh. So um, join, six on seven. Yeah. So join us um, then, and don't worry, we will still be very active on the Instagram page. Um, so you can definitely, um, you know, see Marco what's going on there. The um, and then make sure you're following us on our Critelli's page as well. Tony and I are going to make a very conscious effort to, you know, be uh, recording and and kind of chronicling our that life we're living <laughs> and and that life that we're living. And so you could see us, you know, at the beach and and doing all of these fun adventures that we plan on doing uh, during that time. So so definitely check us out there. We're at the Cretellis on Instagram. Um, and you could see us there and and see all this adventure. So thank y'all for making season five absolutely amazing. We had such a good time. Um and we can't wait to bring you season six. Hopefully the little bit of a break will I, I know it will is going to give us the creativity and the fun and the lightheartedness that y'all have come to enjoy about the podcast. Um we're we're very excited to bring that to you all. And so, we'll see you soon. And we'll see you soon. So that is that. So to finish up um, 
the hashtag queer history for the month. Um, as a reminder, during the month of June, rather than highlighting a hashtag queer relationship goal in honor of Pride Month, every week Tony and I will pick an LGBTQ person from history and highlight them as our hashtag queer history. Our goal is to familiarize ourselves and you all with a great queer person or persons from the past to give a sense of pride and recognition to the queer narrative. So this week, um, I am super excited to bring the story of Willie Ninja. (laughs) Great way to close it out. I thought so, too. (laughs) I thought so, too. So I feel like, you know, since Beyonce is giving us dance, house, down the boots, whatever, you know, music these days, uh, I thought it would only be amazing it's only necessary to talk about the godfather of vogue revel away which is willie ninja so i i'm uh, i'm assuming from what i'm gathering yes. here you know exactly yes. who who willie ninja is yes. okay so willie ninja is an american dancer and choreographer he was born william roscoe leak um but he was better known as willie ninja and he like i said uh, is a choreographer, but he's best known for his appearance in the documentary film Paris Here is Burning, Burning, which you have never watched. I have never. I do not know why we have not watched it together yet. So we need to make that happen. Um, Willie Ninja is a gay man known as the godfather of voguing. He was a fixture of ball culture at Harlem's Drag Balls. Um, and he took inspiration from sources as far as like Fred Astaire and the world of hot couture. Um, and he developed a unique style of dance and movement. He caught the attention of the director of Paris Burning. Her name is, uh, Paris is Burning. Her name is Jenny Livingston. Um, and then she featured him prominently in the film. His film literally won critical and box office success. Uh, not his film, but Paris is Burning did. Um, and then he parlayed that appearance into performances with a bunch of, a bunch of dance troops and then choreography gigs. In 89, he starred in the music video for Malcolm McLean and song um, Deep in Vogue, which sampled the thin, unfinished movie um, and brought Ninja Style to the mainstream. And then a year after that, Madonna released her number one song, Vogue, bringing further attention to dancing style, the dancing style and everything. So um, he is a Long Island native. I don't know if anyone... That I didn't know. Yeah, he was born in Long Island. I wonder he was so bored to come up with something so creative. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he was, again, a fixture in the drag balls and he had children from the House of Ninja. Um, You know, it was... If anybody knows about drag culture and, and ball culture and things of that nature there's um a, a, it's a combination of extended chosen family listen to last episode um and uh it's a social family and dance troupe and then you know ninja was the house mother he taught his children you know late into the night on the old christopher street pier and at that under and at underground clubs and things of that nature so they ended up becoming uh house of ninja and doing all that stuff so he is um absolutely iconic he modeled for jean-paul jean-paul gautier um you know did many 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 performances did you know he actually provided um instruction to paris hilton on her runway walk ridiculous yeah (laughs) yeah which is awesome 
Um, so yes, he is very prominent and, and very, um, integral to ball culture and, and queer culture and everything that we know about that culture is because of Willie Ninja. Um, sadly he died, uh, you know, due to AIDS related heart failure, um, in New York city on September 2nd of 2006, he was 45. Yikes. Um, yeah, but his legacy lives on. He is, like I said, a huge fixture and, and what we know about, you know, ballroom culture and things of that nature is all due to Willie Ninja. So thank you, Willie Ninja, for being so important to our queer little hearts and, and the queer ballroom scene. You are, again, 1000% iconic and we are not worthy. We do not deserve you. So thank you so much for being such a pioneer. We enjoy it. So that's it. There it is. Did you learn anything new about Willie Ninja? Yes. It was the Paris Hilton runway walk. It was thing, also the it? Long Island thing. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So cool. So that being said, Tony and I are going to take a short break. But when we come back, we are going to try to solve the world's problems. Cretelli style. Babe, can we talk about our favorite shave and beard brand? Oh, do you mean Parasso? Uh, what else would I be talking about? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and I both know Parasso is the best there is for shave and beard products, which is why we are a Parasso household forever and always. Absolutely. Their range of pre-shave creams, shaving creams, aftershaves, beard bombs, oils, and washes are the best there is, and I personally don't trust my beard to nobody else. Speaking of pre-shave creams, it's funny because I never realized how important a pre-shave cream was until I started using the Parasso pre-shave creams. Um, that extra glide that a pre-shave gives to your blade makes that shave so much more comfortable and easy. It eliminates all of the nicking and cutting that you may do while shaving. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. I just think it's absolutely perfect. And I use it with every single shave, whether it's my head or my face. And who doesn't love a little extra glide? <laughs> Indeed. Personally, I love the beard wash. It comes in four different scents. The Wooden Spice, Azure Lime, the Refresh, and the Cypress and Vetiver. And we know I'm a huge fan of Wooden Spice, but I've actually been using Cypress and Vetiver lately, and it's a great scent. Um, and I just love how the wash cleans my beard, makes it a little bit more manageable, um, and leaves it smelling quite quite lovely. It does smell in incredibly well and i'm a huge fan of it as well so if you want to experience an italian shave right from your own bathroom or your beard needs some extra attention head to parasso-usa.com right now and snag some parasso shape or beard items made for your particular skin or beard needs that's parasso-usa.com and at checkout use code relationship 15 for 15 percent off your purchase today Get 15% off your Parasso purchase today at parasso-usa.com when you use code RELATIONSHIT15 at checkout. Elevate your grooming routine by adding Parasso to your regimen. And remember, a Parasso beard is the only beard strong enough to defeat Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, is that right? You got it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> So this is going to be a very interesting episode to record <laughs> for more than one reason. Just the one reason. If you know, you know. <laughs> Today we're talking about marriage. You have to say it right.
I said it exactly. Marriage. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Shout out to Princess Bride. (laughs) Shout out to the princess and her bride. Uh, We're talking about marriage today. And the reason for choosing marriage. Well, and more specifically queer marriages, because as a couple of queers who are married, we thought it was... Imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) And because this is our podcast and we can do whatever we want. Today we're going to talk about butts. (laughs) Oh, now I'm perked up. See what I did there? (laughs) So um, so I'm going to open this entire discussion up to asking you, why did you want to get married? There was a um there was a level of commitment that I had to you that I wanted to make official between us. Still waiting for it to come through. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> um there was that that was that was my main motivation. You and I had a conversation. You were out of town. We had a conversation about what are we doing with our relationship? What is this you know, what is the commitment? What is it? You know, what's the next step? What's going on? And and I thought about it while you were out of town. And I didn't like what it implied by not taking the next step. And what it implied was not true. Uh, the, the way I felt about you, the um, commitment that I had uh, with you, the love that I felt for you, um, you know, all of that was... Um, you know, of the level of marriage, it was a, it was a lifelong commitment. Uh, you were my partner. That is what I, that is what I wanted. And I wanted you to know that. Um, I definitely, the, 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 the legal perks, I definitely, uh, considered as well. Like I wanted you to be able to be on my insurance. I wanted you to be able to, um, make decisions for me when I couldn't make those decisions myself. So that was definitely a part of it, but it was not the main part of it. Um, the main part of it was I wanted you to know how I felt about you. Mm. Yeah. Why did you say yes? Um, I'm So I never really wanted to get married. It was never in my, uh, like, it was never on my vision board. You never even wanted to live with a boyfriend. No, yeah. I never, no, I never, I never wanted to. I just didn't care enough about it. I also didn't think that it was ever really a possibility. So it was like not really important. It just wasn't important to me. Hmm. Um, And then I met you and it kind of felt like my entire script got rewritten. Like it was like life just read differently for me. Hmm. Um, And so I started to see a future and I started to see a life together. I started to see that union, um, that forever. Um, and it became important. It, it suddenly became important to me and important in a, um, of, of course for love, but then also in kind of to your point in, in an administrative kind of way, excuse me. I really, um, I re- I really didn't want other people to be able to make decisions if I were on my deathbed. Mm. Um, for me, I wanted you to because if you knew me better than those other people, you know, um, and I wanted you to be able to have access to it. I wanted to create that family, that union. You know, we were talking about potentially having children. I wanted to be able to share a last name with you so mm-hmm. that there was a normalcy, quote unquote, normalcy in our family. Um and that that was really important to me. Um, those things 
became became important to me. Um, but it was an it was one thousand percent an evolution. It never started that way. Um, I I I didn't care about marriage. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't something that I needed. Hmm. Um. So that that was important. So that you know leads me to my next question now that we've been married for almost six years do you think that you're a good husband do you think that you do marriage well i think i'm still learning i think that you know we definitely had a hard time our first year of marriage um and i still don't really know what it was i mean i have a theory uh, which i've shared here before Uh, you know the person that you need to become you no longer have a choice like you have to become that person like it's no longer like okay i'll get there okay i'll work on it it's like nope it's time you're you're a husband now time to be a husband sure um and so that that part of it um i think um you know again it's no secret the the first year was tough for us and i think we're still learning um you know i think that or i I can't say we're still learning i think i'm still learning um i think that there has been a drastic change in the expectations of my life, the level that I'm at, uh, in life, um, and like, you know, planning and next steps and, and enjoyment and being present and the stress and, uh, you know, all of that. I think, I think we've hit like a, a new level. So all of that presents a, you know, a new challenge of how do you balance all that and how do you put your relationship first and have that be a priority and juggle your health and juggle your stress and juggle your job and juggle your social calendar and juggle your mental health. And, you know, how do you, how do you do all that? And I, and I would say I'm still learning that I'm not great at it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I, um, I do think that I'm, I'm good at marriage. I like, coupling i like this coupling i like being uh married um and i do think that uh i'm in my element as far as it goes to like um uh helping run a household if, if that makes any sense like helping make sure that the things that we have, the way that we live is, is taken care of. Um, and so I feel like that part of it is good. Obviously I don't think I'm perfect at it. And I think that there are 1000% parts of our marriage that need help. Um, and I know there are parts of what I do within our marriage that need assistance, um, but I think overall, I'm, um, I think that I wake up every single day making a conscious decision to be in love with you, um, and be in this marriage, be a part of this union. And it is, uh, and, and I'm happy with that decision every single day. Um, and so I think that. Yeah, I think that I, again, it's not perfect. I don't think that I'm like hitting home runs every single day, but I think that I'm I'm getting, I think I'm definitely in the outfield. That was a baseball reference. For those who don't know. Yeah. Being in the outfield is far. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that I'm good at marriage? I think that there are... I think that there are things that you are very good at. I think that there are things which I have shared with you that I don't feel like you're good at. 
Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. Mm. Yeah. Do you agree with my assessment that I'm learning? No. Okay. I, th- um, I think that you want to learn. I think that you have the uh, intention of learning. I don't think that you actively try. Hmm. Um, I think that you, uh, and it's no secret. I have said this to you a thousand times, uh, uh, more than a thousand times, a hundred thousand times during the course of our relationship is you very much. So put yourself first in almost every single situation. And I have to sometimes snap you into the here and now and the realizing that there are other people, other scenarios, more specifically me, that are a part of the situation because you don't know that by default. And I think that you want to be better. And I think that you want to try to do things correctly. And and I love that about you. And it's the reason why I'm still here, you know, because I, I think that you're earnest in your desire to be better. I think you are not great at the execution of actually making that happen. Um, and I think that that's the challenging part of this marriage is that you don't like, I, I you want to do it, but you, you don't, you're not an active participant in actually doing things differently. And I know a lot, and this is me being patient and loving you for who you are. I know a lot of that comes from the fact that you don't necessarily have examples Mm. of how to do that correctly. You don't have the learnings or the teachings on how to do and or be that person or how to do or make this work. Right. And, and, and I get that. And that's why I can be patient and I can still love you throughout all of that. Um, but I, I would be lying if I said that you're progressing or that you've, you know, done things and or changed and or evolved because I, I don't see it on a day-to-day basis and that's not a dig. That's not me trying to make you feel bad about it. But I think that you are, um, I think you just have a, I think you have a very, I think I, 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 there's a saying that I kind of throw at you sometimes when we're arguing where I said, stop saying it because stop saying it because it sounds good. <laughs> like, I think that there's an element of like, again, like you, you want to change and you, you do those things and, and you say you're doing those things, but Again, the execution is not necessarily always there. And I think a lot of it is because you don't necessarily know where to start or you don't know how to start. Um, And again, again, that's not a dig. That's me, the man that loves you dearly, who is obsessed with you, as I've said to you many times before. Um, I see that as because you don't have an example. You don't really know. You don't really know where to start or how to do those things. Um, And I'm patient and try and love you despite all of that. 
or in spite despite <laughs> which one is it just don't be filled with spite <laughs> <laughs> it's a very valuable lesson um that being said do you feel like there's a sense of responsibility that we as a queer married couple have to anybody the queer society straight society anybody i didn't um i definitely didn't until you and i were talking about this um and i realized that i do feel that way but i didn't um i it did not cross my mind we were doing what we wanted to do and it was just for each other but it does matter it does um it does affect things it does you know it is an example um, and it's important to have those examples. You know, I'm thinking back to the beginning of, of gay rights and it was like, you literally had to out yourself because people need to know that they have queer people in their lives. 1000%. And, and so you have to have that example. So no, that was never my intention. That was not a motivation for me getting married. Um, but I do see it as a positive side effect, um, that there are, there is another example. And, and for some people, it's the only example of a, a you know, a healthy, long-term committed monogamous queer relationship. And I know for you that it was part of the decision, but I'll let you speak to that. Well, thank you. Thank you. For, thank you for that lovely introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Marco Cotton Gratelli. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I think about, um, even, uh, the announcement of our relationship to my family and how I was hell bent on making sure that I was in a committed long-term serious relationship before the family introduction mm. because there is so much, especially as it relates to religion and the AIDS epidemic and, and, and what it meant to be queer in the nineties and the eighties and things that our family kind of by default already knew to believe that I wanted to show them that like, Hey gays, they're just like us. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I wanted to make sure that that existed before the introduction into all of that stuff. So yes, I felt that marriage was important to me as a representation to our family, our friends that said like, look here, y'all like we, we're just two guys that are married. Like that's it. Like, we are just like everyone else. Like, we are like you. We grocery shop. We argue. We fight about finances. We bring finances here. We pay our bills. We pay our taxes. We do all of that shit just like y'all. It just so happens that there are two penises in the household, right? Like, that's it. And um, so it was important in that respect. And then it was also super important for other queer people who never really believed that they could get married for me to, to say like, I I never thought that I would get married and like, look what I've accomplished. Um, not because marriage is the ultimate accomplishment. I I want for the record to, to make that super 1000% well known. Like stenographer will read that back. (laughs) Thank you. Right. (laughs) Marriage is not the end all be all for everyone. And I get that. Um, so that being said though, like if it is something that you, you want something that is important to you, it can happen. And I wanted that to be really well known for queer people. Not because I think that I'm like this celebrity or, 
you know, very well-known person that could make that change for people's lives. Um, but I did want for people to know and understand that like anybody within my circle who knew, you know, knows me or knew me or anything like that to say like, Oh, well, Marco was able to do it. Then yeah, I can totally go for it myself as well. Um, and I thought that that was really important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I don't regret. Do you, I'm, this is a loaded question. So buckle up. Obviously I, I don't regret the decision to get married. I don't regret marriage at all. Do you regret marriage? Do you or anything? Regret it? No. Would you do things differently? I would. I would, but they would still lead to the same outcome. But I would, I would do there's, I mean, there's hindsight's always 2020. There are things I would do differently, but I have no regret. No regret. And then, like I said, the outcome would still be the same. Um, but no, Mm -mm. Hmm. Interesting. We read some articles, yeah? We did. We did. Tell um, us about yours. The first one uh, that I read was from Time. Um, and it's a study about um, uh, registered partnerships in Sweden and the the reason that gay men versus lesbians get married. And I have to say that, that I didn't love this. <laughs> I didn't uh-huh. love it. I find the, I find the logic to be... A, a bit holy, uh, and I find Flawed. this, and I find the sample size to be problematic as well. Um, so, but it's fine. We'll still talk about it. So, so in Sweden, they studied uh, like somewhere between seven and eight hundred uh, gay men and seven and eight hundred um, lesbians uh, who were getting married, and their conclusion, and they but they compared it to like a gigantic sample size of heterosexual people that was like forty times the size of that sample. So whatever um, <laughs> science be damned um, <laughs> okay. but they but they talk about how um you know gay men appear to be pooling resources that seems to be the the motivation and then they talked about um how uh lesbians would um you know uh, did it for children so it's centered around this rule uh in sweden and i don't know if it's still a rule or not but at the time of the study the rule was you had to if you were married both people had to adopt the child um and so they they concluded and i don't know how they concluded this that gay men wanted to pull resources and women wanted to have children and because women didn't need you know someone else to carry the child uh you know they were much more likely to have children um and again there's there's a lot of there's a lot of logic flaws in it for me so i don't necessarily disagree that that may be a feature of some people and why they get married um but i also don't understand how you can look at that and then translate it and extrapolate it to anywhere outside of Sweden. Right. Well, I mean, I do think that like we as, cause it's registered partnerships, not even marriage. So we're not even talking about marriage. Well, I do think that we as queer people do tend to find the pragmatic. I know or I do. <laughs> logistical or administrative sides mm-hmm. of things like a union, yeah. like marriage first, <laughs> because we have to, right? Like, we 1000% like we have to wonder like if you know we talked about Edith Windsor last week right we have to wonder that like if I am dying 
where does my shit go to? Right. Right. Because y'all barely want to recognize us as a a couple to begin with. So where does my shit go to? Who gets to make make the decisions? Does my husband during my cancer surgery, like, does my husband get to stay in my hospital room with me? Is he the point of contact, you know, for all those things? Not because I don't want my family to be that, but like, you're my husband, right? Like, you should be that. If I were a woman and you were my husband, it would be, uh, they wouldn't even think twice. It would just be law, right? Like, it would just be what it is. So, as a married couple, do we just have those exact same laws and, and things in place to be able to make that work for us? So, I can see where that would happen. And I think guys tend to be a little bit more um, pragmatic than women in terms of that. So I, I could see where that would be partially true. Well, but the, the article itself even said that there's a flaw because in America, there a lot more gay couples, gay male couples are able to afford to have a surrogate. And so they even themselves pointed out like, eh, that might be different. <laughs> I don't know. I can't afford it. I got too many shoes. Um, <laughs> shoes over fetuses for marco <laughs> um yeah I, I think that's fascinating so i read an article um that was by time magazine as well um but it was a completely different take because i didn't want this you know as of course as you know a queer married couple like i you know i definitely we represent that side of the story but there's also another side of the story which is some people don't want to get married and mm-hmm. they should not be forced to just because society tells them that they should. Um, and so this was a time uh, article as well by Brian Moylan. Um, and he essentially, mind you, this was written in 2015. This was written in June of 2015, um, right after the decision, like right after it became legal for gay marriage to happen. But he and a partner have been together for a really long time. And so now everyone is like, like, so when are you getting married? And he is with a very red face saying, stop trying to force that on us. Mm. Um, And the article literally is titled, please don't make me get gay married. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it just kind of talks about the fact that like, as you know, a union as a gay married couple, like now that we do have the right to get married, obviously a lot of people are trying to force that on gay people. When are you going to get married? Blah, 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 blah. And he's saying that sometimes people can be with one another without needing to do the formalities. Um, and that should be respected as well. Um, it should be respected with the same fervor as those who do make the decision to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, just like those who make the decision to not have kids should never be questioned about it that is their decision leave them the fuck alone right um and so i actually liked this article because like i said if if marriage is the route that you want to go it does exist and you can have it and godspeed right but if you don't want to do it if it's not for you or you just don't see it in your future that is okay as well Mm. that is completely okay um and and you shouldn't feel ashamed because of that right right uh you shouldn't feel ashamed or shame because of that 
Um, so I think that's fascinating. So with that being said, before we wrap up this segment, I did want to ask you, though. So obviously, the Supreme Court made the fucking decision to overtone, uh, overtone, overturn Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. And I, we're not even going to get into that because that's not this week's episode. But with that, a lot of queer people are kind of feeling a teensy bit of fear um, because if it was so easy for them to make that decision and overturn it after what 49 years of it being on the books, like they very easily could go for. And Clarence Thomas, by the way, has made it very apparent that that is something that he wa- he's interested in taking a look at. Mm. He wants to he wants to look at gay marriages again. How does that make you feel? Or do you feel anything behind that? I'm worried. I am worried. I, I do want to point out that it it, it didn't... It, overturning Roe v. Wade just turned the right to decide back to the states. It didn't define that it was illegal. And, and that's different. So I think if they're going to come for gay marriage next, uh, queer marriage next, I think that's what they're going to do, is that they're going to say... The states can decide. It's not for the federal government to decide. And I hope that our state makes the right decision. And that's a difference. Um, I will say that that our state uh, continues to support abortion and quickly called an assembly um, yeah. to strengthen the existing rules so that they could continue to support the uh, woman's right to choose. Um, and I hope that the state will do that for us as well if they do indeed come for us. If that's not the case, we might move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... And I have to be honest with you, I've been wanting to expatriate for most of my life, so... <laughs> I get it. I don't think this country's all it's cracked up to be. No, this country is a shithole. Yeah. Um, it's literally the ghetto. Um, I think there's a lot of propaganda to make you believe that this is the best country in the world. And it's not. I remember it used to be a huge argument in my family, and I'm like, the only thing, the only thing we have going for us, and it's not the economy... The only thing we have going for us is we, as far as I know, I haven't checked in a while, but as far as I know, we're still the only system in the world where your guilt is determined by your peers. I believe we're still the only one that does that, where you have a jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing we have going for us. It's not the economy. It's not the rights, because you see what we do. We do shit like this. Like, we've come so far, and then we're like, eh, I want to go back. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... it's I. I'm uh, I, I'm not going to say that I'm fearful because I'm not interested in like fear mongering, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm definitely not going to do that. But I like I, I can't help but r- recognize that shit is going really south, mm. right? And I am um, I am very very concerned about what uh, what this is going to mean for us as a society. And you know, if it was so easy. For that, you know, because here's the problem is that, you know, the Supreme Court just decided that it should be up to the states to. I'm sorry, it's up to the federal government to to say that people should carry guns, but it should be up to the states to decide on abortions. They can't make a law behind it, you know, and a, a ruling behind it. And I like it's it's. What this is the longest 
Twilight Zone episode I have ever watched <laughs> in my entire life. I also don't understand the argument. Like the the Constitution immediately upon ratification had amendments, and so to say that like oh it's not protected in the Constitution. The Constitution was designed to be changed. To change with the times. That's why you can do those things. That's why you can make amendments. And so, like, I just, I just never understood. Oh, it's not protected by the Constitution. So put it in there. <laughs> Things <laughs> overheard. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that amendment. <laughs> I want your Bill of Rights. Oh, dear no, God. No. Okay. And so that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> No, I just, I feel like, uh, you know, again, everybody, I, like, cal- like I'm not going to say calm down, because that's so patronizing. And it never works. And it never works. Um, but I will say that, like, w- ob- obviously, you know, let's, let's gather, let's start making, you know, uh, very educated and smart decisions on moving forward. Um, but it, this is a, this is, th- th- this fucking country is fucked. <laughs> Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. Yeah, the, this is stupid. This is absolutely insane. I cannot believe that this is the times that we are living in. In, in twenty twenty two, the year of Beyonce. This is what we are dealing with. Yeah, I thought the idiot was gone, but apparently his politics. Oh aren't. no, no, he he did a very very good job of laying the groundwork to for all of this up. nonsense. <laughs> yeah, he did a very good job. I gotta all this say, dumb fuckery. Yeah, yeah, well played. Well played, you fucker. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that be that, yeah. Yep. Um, we are gonna take a short break. Make sure you check us out if you're not a Patreon member. Um, you are missing out on extra content, so check us out on Patreon, where Tony and I are gonna play some games and have some conversations. So it's a good old slap happy time. So make sure you join us over there. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back in just a bit. Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm E. And we are the hosts of the podcast, If These Overs Could Talk, the Queer Families Podcast. We interview folks about how they made their LGBTQ families in a world designed for straight folks. We sure do. Our mission is to highlight, uplift, and normalize our beautiful families so everyone out there can see that we are just like them. Yes, just like them. Trying to get our kids to brush their teeth or go to bed or eat their dinner or put on deodorant or put their clothes do anything mm. do anything why don't they listen they to just us don't they listen. don't I wish they listen, listen. Mm-hmm. well new episodes are dropped every Monday listen wherever you get your podcasts love is love if you don't have to make a family but make it a traditional ride if he's not the could talk say a lesbian black queer human being we are two gay dads i am a transgender man trans woman bisexual non-binary single parent by choice can i ever have nice things i just want <laughs> nice things he just got spit up on <laughs> all right now it's time for our listener situations that is 1000% correct. Leave us a voicemail with your relationship situations by calling us at 903-POD-SHIT. That's 903-763-7448. I don't know. I don't know why I have to say it. I feel like Rosie Perez every time I say it. Like it's very Bronx. <laughs> or Long Island. Yeah. Um, or you can still send your situations or comments to us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or on our website, podrelationship.com. 
Uh, Tony and I will listen to your voicemails or read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because don't ever change who you are because there's a rainbow that's coming tomorrow. Words that they say may leave scars, but think of the hearts we're changing tomorrow. Let the rainbow rain, let it rain, let it shine down all its colors. All my sisters and brothers falling on us with the rainbow rain, let it rain through the lightning and through the thunder. All we got is each other, it's falling on us with the rainbow rain. The end. <laughs> <laughs> you always just stare at me at the end because you never know. You sometimes you go like six verses deep. <laughs> I think there was one episode where you did the whole freaking song. <laughs> Pretty sure you added some extra you sound to it. Real mad <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Jesus, I'm giving the people the entertainment. No one that they this. want. No one yes, they did. No, yes, they did. That's why they tune in every single. It's definitely not. The entertainment. Yeah, so I'm going to read some emails. Oh, you can read? Uh-huh. Hell- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read your ass for Phil. <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> realize that. <laughs> Hello, Critellis. I'm re- No, I can't read. Segment over. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even... Just answered the question and just kept on going. That was really Hello, Critelli. Shut the fuck up. I'm writing to you from sunny California. My girlfriend Gigi. Brag about it, bitch. Damn. (laughs) My girlfriend Gigi and I have been together for just under two years now. Don't do it. 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 God damn it. (laughs) She's amazing. She's charming, smart, sexy, funny, and so grounded. She's really approachable. But that's the problem. Everyone wants to talk with her. And a lot of them flirt, both men and women. They don't seem to care that I'm clearly with her either. I've noticed that I find excuses not to go to events with her because I don't want to deal with seeing people hit on her and disrespect me. What can I do? I love being with her, and I don't want to ask her to go out less, but I'm not at a, but I'm at a real loss here. Signed, Stephanie. I mean, you can't sit here and list off all of these amazing qualities about her, qualities that attracted you to her, and think that other people are not going to experience the exact same thing. Preach. These are, like, you can't do that. Um, You know, obviously, she is a catch, and other people recognize that as well. And so, of course, people are going to be attracted to her and try to talk to her and get to know her. What you need to do is you need to talk to Gigi and make sure that Gigi knows and understands how you're feeling and where your boundaries lie. Um, So it could be as simple as, you know what, like, obviously, you're a 10. That's why I'm with you, boo. Thank you. Um, But it makes me a little uncomfortable when we're out that people continue to flirt with you. It would be really helpful if you just made it abundantly clear that you are taken. So then that way, they can kind of weed out you know, the, the riffraff and the nonsense that could potentially, uh, potentially take place during the course of a conversation or, or an interaction with people, blah, 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 blah. That way you put the responsibility on Gigi to respect your feelings. And if these other people who are continuing to flirt with her, if they are, if they're 
dirtbags and they continue to flirt with her regardless of the fact that she is partnered you know then you know that and you have the ability to go after them with a a, a bar stool <laughs> or claw their eyes out or claw their eyes out kick them in the junk however, or whatever however you want to hurt them <laughs> i'll leave it up to you <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's really that that's it, isn't it? I mean it's you know you have to have a conversation, you have to g- give some real examples to say like you know there was this one time this guy came up and he did this and he said that and it made you know and I felt this way about it and blah 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 and you know just establish some some ground rules like this is where the this is where the line in the sand is for me like mm-hmm. you know maybe you have to be flirty because of your job like who knows I mean maybe she's just a social butterfly who knows what the motivation is but you know it's a part of her life and as you said you don't want to change it so go ahead uh you know keep going to those things but figure out like marco said figure out like where where is it like is it is it you know is the issue that i'm standing right here and you're still just like putting your hands on somebody or you know talking about you know a certain feature of somebody like what specifics you know what where's Where's the issue? Yeah. And kind of go from there. Yeah. Like I, 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 cause I'm not, I'm not a, I'm personally not a jealous person. Mm -hmm. And I always say that like, obviously people are going to be attracted to my husband. It's the reason why I fucking married him. Right. Um, but for me, it's just super important that Tony establishes the fact that he is married and hopefully that, you know, detracts people from getting handsy or, overtly flirty um borderlining into like inappropriate um which is thank you moira (laughs) yeah of course which is where my issue comes in that's where i can step in and say hi get your hands off my man um (laughs) and throw a bar stool um but uh you have to do that if you don't do that then she doesn't know she's just being friendly and having a good time and and yes she might recognize that they're being a little bit flirty but like you know she's probably just like oh like whatever kind of you know just continuing to go about the conversations but if you don't talk to her about it and don't let her know how it's affecting you she's not gonna know she's just like i said she's just having a good time and talking to people and and who she and that's just who she is again it's what attracted you to her that's why y'all are together so just let 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 the girl dance Let, (laughs) let her be let her be who she is but just know that she has to um Uh, let her know that she just has to like establish real quick that she's with somebody. Um, And if, and if the person you're talking to doesn't respect that, then she should be ending the conversation. Mm 1000%. And you should be a united front on that. Yep. Because it's perfectly acceptable to expect that level of respect in your relationship. 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. Yep. Okay. Fix that one. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Critelli's. My name is Felix and I've been listening to your show for many years now. I've been in my current relationship for just over one year, and I hear that's when the crazy starts to come out. Yes, that, it that is totally very true. Is. Yes, mm-hmm. it's always year one around here. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I am in a perpetual state of year one as it relates to my husband, but okay. Marco's nuts. You're um, insane. Well, I think that might be what I'm experiencing right now, and I need your guidance. My boyfriend, Tom, has started getting more clingy. He isn't seeing his family regularly anymore, even though they are all very close. His friends have invited him to go out to many many gatherings and he isn't attending mind you i encouraged him to keep in contact with his support group but he says he'd rather be with me 
Recently, he's been getting agitated with me for not wanting to do some of the things that he did with his friends. For example, last week, he was curt with me after I told him I didn't want to go to a concert because I didn't like the band. A few weeks before that, I declined to go on a hike, and he didn't speak to me for several days. It's almost as if he expects me to do and be everything for him. I know that's not realistic, but how do I get him to see that? We have a stage five clinger. <laughs> Someone get the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I th- I literally... <laughs> the toilet paper? <laughs> it's a clinger. <laughs> a stage five clinger is from Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I know. Wrong. But a clinger is... No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, yeah. So, I mean, no, you are 1000% correct. You cannot expect for your partner to be everything to you all the time. Right. And I think that that you need to tell him that like, I love being with you and spending time with you, but I do think that you are expecting way too much of and from me. And I don't know that that is necessarily healthy, healthy for either one of us. Um, Something has to change. Um, And that being said, like I, you know, Tony and I, we've spoken about this on previous episodes of the podcast. Like I like to be a little bit more social. I like to go out. I like to dance. I like to enjoy music and things like that. And that's not necessarily Tony's vibe. So I can't expect for him to give that to me. Um, I have to find it either with myself or with like a group of people that do enjoy that. Tony likes to go to Comic-Con and and go to fucking comic book stores and things of that. And he... Should not and Marco ex- likes to be fucking supportive of that. <laughs> <laughs> and not at all judgmental. <laughs> not judgmental. <laughs> I was being more funny than anything else. Uh, but I, I love <laughs> um I love that he wants to do those things, but I don't think it's fair for him to expect for me to love to go to those things because it's not necessarily my bag. And so with that being said, like I I don't want to say we allow each other because that makes it sound like we have to ask for permission to go do those things. And that's not what this is at all. But we we 1000 percent support each other being able to engage in those things with people that they know are going to enjoy it equally with them. Um, And so Tony is completely okay with the idea of me going out and having fun and dancing with like Erica and or Steve, because he knows that we enjoy those things while he is at home playing video games <laughs> and comfortable in the apartment by himself. Um, I know that Tony will go to again, Comic-Con with, uh, it just so happens my coworker and a friend of ours. Um, he'll go, you know, to, to Comic-Con and have a good time with that. And I think we both like it that way while I go get pedicures or massages or do whatever it is that I want to do while he's gone. Because if I were to go to Comic-Con, I would make the experience miserable for Tony because I would be ready to go like 30 minutes after arriving. I'm like, you know, like it's just not it's not going to be fun. So why ruin that experience for one another? That said... I do think that you need to give yourself the opportunity to be open-minded enough to engage in those things with your partner every now and then. Um, I have asked Tony many times before, like I, not many times, I make it sound like it's dramatic, but like I've asked Tony that like, sometimes I do get to go experience these new bars or these clubs or, or these spaces and I'm going with other people and I don't have these experiences with my own husband and I don't love that. So I would really like it if every once in a while he can like 
give that to me. And sometimes he does. Sometimes he gives it to me and says, you know what? Yes, I will come out with you or I will go to this event or I will participate in this thing with you just so that A, I can experience it and B, I can experience it for you and with you. Um, and that's really kind. And so sometimes he'll step outside of himself so that he can do those things for me. And that's lovely. And I think that you should do those things every once in a while. So what? You don't like the band. Just go and dance and have a fun drunk night with him and like, and, you know, uh, have a good time. You know, so- sometimes you don't have to do it all the time. Um, but then also, you know, the other times, like make him let him know that like, no, I don't want to go to this one. And I don't want to take a ticket away from somebody that does want to actually do this. So call so and so. And I think you two should, you know, go enjoy those things together. Yeah, and you should not be mad at me for <laughs> inviting you to do it that way, uh, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely have the conversation right away about the importance of having relationships outside of your relationship. Like, do not, you know, we've all we've all seen that friend. We've all had that friend who, when they get into a relationship, they disappear, right? No, I don't have that friend because I get rid of them right away. <laughs> Everybody hates that friend. So don't be that guy. And it's got to be hard being in a relationship with that guy because you just, like, that's not the thing to do, right? That's that's not, you know, you have to be more mature than that. You know, you have to learn to balance your relationship, your romantic relationship with all your other relationships. Um, and so, yeah, much to Marco's point, like, you know, it's okay to, to have that, um, to have that conversation. It's also important that you do find certain things that you can go, uh, to with your partner. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what the no for the hike was, but maybe, maybe it's time for a replacement experience and maybe you invite your boyfriend to a hike, um, to, you know, somewhere, somewhere else. Um, so it might be, might be time for that, but I think, I think Marco, I think you covered it all. So we'll, we'll call that one. I'm usually really, really, really intelligent and give the best guidance. Moving on. (laughs) Dear relationship. relationship, My husband never wants to give me my flowers. (laughs) Dear relationship. My husband is constantly gardening. gardening, And it's always flowers that are pictures of himself. (laughs) Dear relationship. This is Christine, a longtime listener and even longer partner to my girlfriend, Jessie. Recently, I've been feeling bored in our relationship. Jessie, hear you, Jesse. Oh, shut up, Christine. D- <laughs> shut okay. up. Jesse seems perfectly content with our little routine, but I'm did you very. Just tell me to I shut up? did, and I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to read here, asshole. <laughs> Jesse seems perfect. People gotta follow along, Marco. <laughs> Jesse seems perfectly content with our little routine, but I'm very unsatisfied. It's not that I don't enjoy the activities that we do. I just want more. I don't even know what that more looks like, but I do know that this isn't enough. I've tried mixing things up. We took skydiving lessons until we could jump unsupervised. Well, that was the problem right there. We learned how to cook Indian food. Go ahead, say something about that, too. <laughs> we even bought a gun and, whoop, and did target practice for a while. You, you could say something now. The octave for <laughs> You me. could say something now. <laughs> you made dogs start barking. None of it seemed to make me feel any differently. I've asked my friends. I've talked with people I'm close to in my family. And now I'm asking you, too. What do you guys think? I mean, maybe you're just one of those people that will never be satisfied. Like maybe you're just, I, I, who knows? Like what, what, what is missing? What are you not getting out of these experiences that you think you should be? I think you need to talk to a therapist. There it is. I think you need to talk to a therapist because I like, you're out here seeking something and 
even those things are not doing it for you. I also think that we as people, like, just for the record, this is a teeny bit of a sidebar. I think people think that, like, oh, I'm missing something. I have, like, I think we have these textbook theories of, like, oh, I need excitement. I need to do X, Y, and or Z to be able to find the excitement. Like, skydiving, really? You really (laughs) thought that that was going to, like, make things better for you? (laughs) Like, how, like, like, chill out. Do you oh, I bought a gun so that, like, you know, and when it, so that we could start doing that. Like, that, it feels a little forced. So what are you doing? Maybe you need to take a trip Maybe you need to go on vacation somewhere. Maybe you need to like disconnect from reality for a little bit so that you can do those things. And maybe that will make you feel a little bit more fulfilled. But I think the first thing you need to do is go to therapy and find out what you're lacking and or missing and why. Yeah, not finding enjoyment in things that you used to enjoy and also not finding enjoyment in novel things. Those are actually can be signs of depression. And Mm -hmm. so there is nothing wrong. You've said you talk to family, you talk to friends, you're talking to us. You're not talking to the right person. You need to talk to a therapist. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we are super pro therapy here. Um, and you know, you need to be transparent about where you're at in your journey, whatever that is. It might be something else. There could be, it could be your job. Um, you know, you know, who knows? Um, it could be that, you know, your chemicals have changed and medication might be something that could help you. Could who be knows? your haircut. It could be your haircut. It could. <laughs> it, it absolutely could. Why not? It could be your clothes. Who knows? It could be a lot of things, but like, it could be your girlfriend. Please. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I'm oh kidding. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you ain't wrong, though. Um, yeah, no, it could. No, because be, like, it definitely sounds like things are happening outside of the relationship that aren't bringing you joy either. So I wouldn't. I'm, I am joking. I would not blame the relationship. It actually sounds like something's going on with you that you need to take a deeper look at. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, like I think. Stop trying to. Look, boredom happens. I feel bored in, in um, not necessarily our relationship, but sometimes in our routine where I'm kind of like, oh, my God, I can't sit down and debate what we're going to order to eat again. Like, I can't do it. Like, SOS. Like, we need something. Like, who's going to save us? Um, so I can understand those things. A- and it happens. Life is about these ebbs and flows of of excitement and, and lack of excitement and things of like that. So, like, it, it's not abnormal to feel a little bit um humdrum or like you know uh, there's a monotonous to life and 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 everything feels a little mundane i totally can do that but again i think trying to drag your girlfriend through all of this stuff so that you could seek this adventure that you've yet to attain feels a little um it feels unfair to her. And so you need to talk to, you need to talk to a therapist and find out what it is that you're seeking. Don't go get a Corvette or, you know, be that person. Please don't be that person. <laughs> um, but um, just figure something out. I think that that'll be super helpful. I think that that'll make you both feel help- good. Yeah. Um, and, Do it. And it'll give you the opportunity to chill out just a little bit. Not a quick fix, but a direct fix. Really? <laughs> How basic. Whoa. Rude. Skydiving? That's one of our Who listeners. Don't be like that. that. <laughs>
I, I didn't. I mean, it has to be the a comments white of Marco Cotton Critelli do not necessarily <laughs> reflect <laughs> the views of the Relationship Podcast as a whole or DNR Studios Network. <laughs> I love that you just did a whole uh, prescription medicine voice uh, about all the side effects. Oh no, I did a. Ra- I did an any disclaimer voice. <laughs> I love that. I'm yep. here for it. There so. it is. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you. So make sure if you have any other relationship problems, keep continuing to call us, leave us voicemails, send us emails, do all of that good stuff, send us DMs, all of that good stuff with your relationship problems. And we will uh, definitely talk about them in an upcoming episode of season six of the podcast, which will be dropping September 7th. So um yeah that being said tony and i are going to take a short break but we'll be back in just a bit it's a new year and i think we all need to get serious about our mental health don't you well you know i'm a huge proponent of therapy and taking care of your mental health so yes a resounding yes from me please that's why tony and i are huge fans of better help absolutely BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your very own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. That's incredible. It is worth noting that BetterHelp is not a crisis or self-help line. Yeah, that's very important to note. It is, however, professional counseling done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Yep, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. And we've got to talk about the cost. Of course. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So head to betterhelp.com slash Cretelli's, that's better H-E-L-P, to join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Relationship listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Cretelli's. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, and so do we. So check it out now. All right, so before we get out of here, of course, I've got a little bit of shit to put on your radar. Um, I think the biggest announcement is the fact that, again, Tony and I are taking this is uh, this is the new way that the relationship podcast is going to be running. We this is the <laughs> season five finale. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> and we will be taking uh, a couple months off. So the month of July and the month of August, there will be no more relationship content. Um, we will still be keeping our Instagram very active. And you will definitely be getting reels and videos and things like that from us throughout the time off. Um, but there will not be any new episodes of the podcast. So please make sure that you listen to previous episodes. If you miss us so much you want to hear our sexy voices uh you continue to listen to previous episodes and get all your content there please continue to engage with us so continue to send us your dms your emails um write in for your listener situations call in for your listener situations um we will still be checking all that stuff and we will still be around we will just not have any new episodes of the podcast but on wednesday september 7th the sixth season of the relationship podcast will air 
at that time. We thank you all for allowing us the opportunity to take a teensy bit of a break. Uh, we really do appreciate you um, and we love you and we thank you for, for being a part of that. If you are a Patreon member, it is important that you know that we will be pausing your payments for the next two months. So then that way you don't have to worry about giving us money shit that we're not giving you content for. I think that's only fair. Um, that being said, uh, we will restart your payments in September and we will come back with more Patreon content. So we love you and we thank you for that as well. Um, that's number one. Number two is still buy t-shirts. T-shirts are still available. Um, make sure that you head to relationship, I'm sorry, podrelationship.com slash shop and you can buy yourself a relationship t-shirt there again inventory is dwindling and so make sure you get you your size if you want it i'm wearing one right now um it is pride month and i am supporting the relationship podcast and absolutely love it this t-shirt has been through it it has been washed and tried (laughs) and washed and tried and worn and sweated on and all that good stuff and she is still holding up she has been bleached everything and she is still holding up very well love this t-shirt very much so make sure you um, buy yours so that you can experience the magic that is the relationship podcast t-shirt um i think that is all that i have by way of announcements we love you all so very much and thank you for making season five absolutely amazing you have been absolutely incredible it's been a wonderful season and we can't wait to take a little bit of a break so that we can come back so that season six is better than ever well then that's gonna do it for this season thanks we hope you enjoyed this really important conversation yes that part Mm -hmm. thanks for tuning in to the relationship podcast part of the dnr studios network be sure to follow us on facebook twitter tiktok and instagram at pod relationship and don't forget to subscribe and rate us last time you have to do it with me and i hope you enjoyed ah 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 season five Season five, five. month of pride. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about the the, the remix. (laughs) If you have any relationship situations that you'd like uh, help with on an upcoming episode of the show, leave us a voicemail at 903-POD-SHIFT. That's 903-763-7448. You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website, podrelationship.com. Be sure to check out the Relationship blog on our website every Friday, except during the break, where I'll muse a bit further on the topic of the week. (laughs) Special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed this week's episodes. Um, And we also hope you enjoyed the early access and this month's edition of Cortelli Crap. And another special thank you to our DNR Studio subscribers. Y'all are 1000% the MVPs. Um, We love you all so very much and we will harass your ears again in September on the season six premiere of the relationship podcast on September 7th. And remember, shit, just take a break when you need one. That part. Mm-hmm.